Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book. My boyfriend barfed in my handbag and other things you can't ask Martha. You should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to JolieCare at gmail.com. You guys, it is time for Wash What Happens, my annual spring cleaning extravaganza. And I have some very exciting news to share during this most special time. John Taylor, who many of you will remember from episode 104, I love you, but your hair is everywhere, will be joining me for the next month as my co-host and partner in Grime. I'm absolutely thrilled to have John here, and I hope you will be too. I I actually know you will be because he's amazing. Um, He has also told me that he has feelings about Windex, and he has promised to share those feelings with all of us, and I'm excited. Hi, John. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I am not a New York Times bestselling author, but I will do my best. Yeah, dare to dream. <laughs> also, wait. So you have this whole spring, the spring cleaning thing is called wash. What happens? Uh huh. Dude, wash madness was right there. Um, I think no, because I do it in April, not in March. Mm-hmm. Wash what happens? It's so good. Yeah, but it's not. It's a. It's a. You know. You know what the reference is, right? No, I, I get yeah. it. So, and I love Bravo. Bravo is like my jam, and so you are you are a white woman. So I'm not a white woman. I'm mixed, John. John, oh my God, he's already insulting me on my own show. This is the nightmare is coming true. You keep mentioning this nightmare. I did, it's you guys. Not... I had a crazy anxiety dream. I'm so happy to have John here. This is gonna be such a such a, like a just a big relief for me from the the guest grind, which is obviously I've had all great guests and it's been fun, but it's definitely created a huge amount of extra work for me um and a lot of anxiety for me and so i'm so excited to have john here but last night i had a horrible nightmare about my podcast and like i was like i couldn't find john and there were no microphones and it was like all bad and so all day i've just been like a bundle of nerves because i'm like what if it all comes true anyway I don't. I don't think that this next next month is going to be a nightmare. I think it's going to be great. Unless this um, is the nightmare right now. Unless not, unless I'm living the nightmare right now. Um, John, do you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself? Sure. Okay. Um, I write for Sports Illustrated. That's right. So this is a rare sports cleaning crossover. There, it's like all sports cleaning. Is it all sports cleaning? Okay. Well, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how to clean anything sports related. Oh, I actually do. I actually do know okay. how to clean sports related things. Although you know. I do episodes and columns and stuff on some sportsy stuff, and they tend not to do as well as, like, the other stuff, which is always so funny for me. Um, but you guys, I think you guys know this, that my first job out of college was at Sports Illustrated, so this is, like, some nice synergy that, that John and I have going on here. Um, all right, so you're right over at Sports Illustrated. Uh, I cover mostly baseball. That's right. So Who's your well, favorite team? I'm a Red Sox fan. Woo! So 
So this is about to get <laughs> mass hole as hell. I actually have a question about that. Okay. Because I don't know the answer to this. Why are you a Red Sox fan? Because that's, you... where, that's, where that's where I'm from originally. I'm from D.C. That's where I grew up. Wait, I didn't know this. No, I was born in Boston, but I grew up in the D.C. area. I didn't know that at all. Oh, well, that's, oh. yeah, that's, well, see, when I was a kid, like, and I had oh. to determine my sports allegiances, this is when I was around, I'm going to say, like, eight or nine, which I think is the time most kids. Yeah, that's kids, the time, yeah, yeah. Like, I had a choice at the time. It was either, A, I can stick with the birth teams I had, because okay. I was, an, I guess, an idealistic young child, or B, I could pick all the D.C. area sports teams, which at the time were a mix of, you know, they the, weren't great. Well, the Orioles at that time were in their good period, and then there were teams like the, the, then the Bullets and the... Oh, my God. God, they had the Bullets and the Redskins. Just... Jeez. <laughs> that was an awkward period of time for DC sports teams. Um, and I stuck with the Boston teams. and Good that's choice. That has been a great choice. Okay. Three World Series, three Super Bowls, an NBA title, a hockey thing I don't care about. Okay, yeah, that's um, fine. Probably a lacrosse thing somewhere in there. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm actually not a Patriots fan. Do you know this? I figured. I think, I think you know this because well, football hate... is evil. No, that's not why. I'm evil, so that wouldn't okay. that wouldn't do it. But it's a different kind of evil. Um, no, I uh, hate Tom Brady. Okay. So until he goes, is it because he won't eat like normal food, like normal people? Because because he won't eat um, mushrooms. Um, no, no, I've actually just always hated him. Okay. Um, I I I did not like the Bridget Moynihan sitch. Oh. So I renounced him. See that early that on. is the that's like also like the biggest mass hole. That reason. is, I was about yeah. to say, that is as mass holes it gets yeah. if you're out here standing for Bridget Moynihan. Yeah, that's like, exactly it. And it's been like it's been a long, 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 obviously long time. When are you going to get Maria Menounos to guest host with you? <laughs> she's like the, she's like on the Mount Rushmore of Boston celebrities. It's her and three Wahlbergs. <laughs> I would actually love that. Yeah, I should I should just have Boston celebs come in here? Just see, just see if you can great. get a rotating cast of Wahlbergs. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love a Wahlberg. But ne- ne- never met a Wahlberg I didn't love. See, this is now the, now the real Boston is <laughs> That's coming right. out. That's um, right. Okay, what part of Boston did you grow up in? Uh, well, I was in Brookline. Or, oh, in Brookline. Okay. But we left when I was like two, so. Oh, okay. Got I claim it. the Boston thing, it's very. It's tenuous. It's but... very tenuous, and Lindsay calls, it, calls me out for it all the time. Of course she does. So you guys, as I said, John um, has been on the show before with his girlfriend, Lindsay Adler, who is my friend and former colleague. Um, and so the, the three of us have this like sort of constant like <laughs> p- picking, p- picking on of one another in different permutations of, of picking. Um, and actually, it was Lindsay's idea that you come in and co-host the show with me. Well, so there you go. Thanks, thanks to Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. Um, we got to get into the show. We got to right. do this thing. Uh, before we get into it, I want to remind you guys that I offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to my premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite my show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash askacleanperson to help support my show. Uh, you guys, as I said, this is Wash What Happens. This is going to be our spring cleaning arc. We've got four episodes planned. I'm going to give you um, a little preview of what I think we're going to do um, with the caveat that like this, these are always like moving parts. Um, and I do like to see what people ask about on Twitter and what kind of questions start coming in about spring cleaning. So like this kind of may, this may move around. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about, um, kind of like deep cleaning the living room. Um, and so we're going to hit some like couch stuff and we're going to hit some dusting stuff. And, um, it's basically all designed to get you guys to 
do things that will result in you taking pictures of disgusting things and sending them to me. Um, Cause I like to at least be honest with you about that. Um, and then I think the next episode, episode 112 um, is going to be devoted all to different floor things. John has a lot of thoughts about vacuum cleaners. Mm. And as you guys know from episode 104, a lot of, a lot of trauma around hair. Um, and so I thought that would actually be a pretty good, like, I have a lot of things to say, especially <laughs> about, you know, those Bona, the hardwood floor cleaners. <laughs> You know that I can't talk about Bona without losing my ever-loving Boston mind. Well, of course, but at the same time... <laughs> I've been making like, that joke since 2012. As, as, a, as an owner of hardwood floors, I think too much about floors. I, I lo- that's why you're here, because you think so much about floors. You're the ideal co-host. It's going to be great. So, yeah, so we're going to talk all about floor stuff, vacuums. Someone asked, someone asked about deep cleaning a vacuum, and I was like, oh, yes, we're going to get into that. That's a thing you can do? Cleaning the things that you clean with. Yes. What do you clean the things you clean the things you clean with? Does that make sense? Did I? Yes. Okay. I yes. I understand it's a recursive spiral of cleaning. <laughs> this is this is your podcast nightmare that you're in. Yes. Um. Okay. So that's that's I think what we're gonna do for episode one twelve for episode one thirteen. Uh, we are going to do deep dive into appliances. So the fridge, the oven. The trash can, because John loves a trash can. Uh, You say you make it sound. (laughs) There is a context for that that is not just I am a, like, I'm not some Oscar the Grouch-esque, like, trash denizen. (laughs) But even if you were, it would be okay. Because what show are you co-hosting? It's like, if you... Oh, I thought you were saying, like, Sesame Street. It's like, yeah, he was on Sesame Street. Sesame Street was great. This show. This show. Um... Okay, so that's one thing for episode 113. And then I, I'm not quite sure. I'm going to sort of see how this plays out. But I'm thinking for episode 114 that I might do, um, like, deep laundry. Like, the, like, I don't know, the, the curtains, the, like, the stuff that never, the textiles that never get laundered. Mm. But I also kind of feel like I've done a lot of that stuff. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of see. Um, and I'm also going to see what questions John has as we're going along. Are you going to do um, an episode on the deep state? I might. Okay. I might. Because uh, my goal with this is to hijack <laughs> this podcast and turn it into just like InfoWars, but with Clorox. <laughs> all right. I'm into it. I'm really into it. I'm, I'm, I'm all up for you hijacking the show. Frankly, if you hijack the show, it's less work for me. Um, I can... I see, now I see why I'm on. <laughs> I can just show up and be funny. Um, all right. Let's do the show. All right. All right. We're going to, I think you're going to like this first question, actually. I also, I think I did a really good job of getting, um, I think it might be all questions from dudes. Yeah. They're all questions from dudes. Yeah. Welcome to the dude hour. Yeah. Because dudes clean. Um, All right. So we've got our first question from Christian. Christian writes, good afternoon. That's so polite. I know. I think you. I think you're also going to really like the way that the way that the questions are. Well, asked. because it, it immediately gets very like casual. Okay, so here's where I'm at. This is like it's, it's like he's one of the dudes in a sitcom breaking the fourth wall to address the audience. He's going to freeze time. And be like, so here's where I'm at. All right, Christian. I take a lot of naps on my couch and I drool and sweat more than normal human when I sleep. Gross. I know. Anyway, the throw pillows on my couch don't have cases on them, and I didn't know what the best way to clean them would be. Am I able to throw the entire pillow in the washing machine? Or do you have a better method? I can only hide the drool stains for so much longer. And then the, the upsetting part about that sentence is there's an ellipses, which makes it kind of like it trails off like it's something out of a horror novel. Like he's he can only hide these for so much longer because they're going to gain sentience. Uh, thanks and have a great day. Very polite again. Christian. All right. So K 
can you actually throw a pillow into a washing? No, I know. Well, here's the thing: you can, but will it come out in? Is it in a tech? good idea? Right. Yeah. Um. So generally speaking, yes. All right. Yes. Um. Okay. So the the reason I'm starting with this question, even though cleaning throw pillows isn't exactly what you think of as like deep cleaning or spring cleaning. Um, I actually wanted to start with this for, for two reasons. The first is that at the end of Lamob, my, my bed making, my annual bed making challenge, um, I did a, I answered a question about pillows, washing pillows, but I focused mostly on your pillows on your bed. And I, and I deliberately said, I'm going to save the decorative pillows, either the ones you have on your bed or the ones that you have on your couch for wash what happens, because I'm going to fold it into kind of like a bigger thing about spring cleaning in the living room. So we're, we're not really, last year when I did Watch What Happens, we kind of went completely room by room. This year we're going to mix it up a little bit, but this episode will be pretty focused on like the living room deep clean. And one thing that you really want to start with before you start cleaning your furniture, which is going to be the next question that we answer, um, is you want to take all the stuff off of it. And you do want to wash those throw pillows and the, and the blankies, please, for the love, wash your blankies. Or try Um, to. Um... So mostly with your decorative pillows, unless they're like really, really, really fancy ones, most of them are going to be machine washable. In an ideal world, you have the ones that have the zip off cases and you can just take the cases off and wash them like pillowcases. Um, You still should from time to time also wash the pillows themselves too because they get dust mighty and they get smelly and they get stained with your drool and all that good stuff. Um, so the first, the first thing you want to do, obviously we can't, we can't do it in this case because the tags are gone, but you want to check and see if it has a care tag and have it has a care tag. It should tell you either it's going to say machine washable. It may say dry clean only. I think most like deep listeners of ask a clean person podcast know that I, I tend to think that dry clean only is like a bit of a lie. Ooh, um, a yeah. conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy Big theory. Here it, here it comes. <laughs> See, this is already InfoWars. I love it. How the government is stealing your money by making you dry clean things. I actually am, I actually am due up. It's been on my list of episode topics to take on to do a whole, like basically like Mythbusters for dry cleaning. Um, and... So maybe I'll throw that in. Maybe I'll have you come back at some point. I, I would I would just encourage that anyone whose pillows have a tag that say dry clean only, actually take your pillows to a standard dry cleaner and just see what happens when you give them like two giant bags full of pillows and just say, please clean these. Because I get the sense a lot of dry cleaners probably don't get pillows thrown at them. Well, I hope they don't get thrown at them. Well, no, well that'd be fine. They're very not, soft. It's not a pillow fight. Well, there's a pillow fight. There's no throwing. It's just you hold <laughs> the pillow and womp with it. Beating someone. Yeah. Um, actually, I think, well, I think you're right that probably a lot of people don't take their pillows to the dry cleaner, but the dry cleaner wouldn't be surprised to get them. Okay. Um, you need to have and, a dry cleaner on here to tell their, like, best dry cleaning horror stories. Oh, I've gotten some. I've gotten some. Like, I have, there's a dry cleaner that follows me on Twitter, and they, like, tell me about the horrible things that they find in pockets. They found an old uh, string cheese recently oh, that God. they tweeted me, tweeted How me about. Old? Like it was like fossilized. Oh, yeah. Um, did they send you a picture? They didn't, and I was like, "Next time, guys, send they, a photo." They don't even know their audience. They, yeah, um, it's a new relationship with us. Um, I have heard some dry cleaner horror stories. Um, that is actually a really good call. I'll I'll round some up. That actually I feel like would be good summertime content. Like good 
you know, light episode of just like fun disaster stories that aren't happening to me. Cleaning disaster stories are always fun because they always involve like just an unusually large amount of either like a non-essential cleaning fluid or blood. Like yes. something has happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that just like where you're just pouring bleach all over something and hoping that that works. Yeah. Um, did you, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. I was like, uh, you guys, you know how I'm always joking that people ask me how to like cl- clean up after a crime. I actually got a question from about someone who had been shot in his car. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, so it's really happened. Like, um, anyway, before we get totally distracted, like, can you put a pillow um, in the washing machine? Okay. Here's the tag thing though. It's not so much that I want you to go look at the tag because I want you to have the tag tell you how to clean the thing. I want you to look for something else on the tag. I want you to look for what the fiber content is. Because once you know the fiber content, you're going to know if it's launderable or not. The only things that are truly not washable are rayon viscose, which like just don't like water. Those are the ones that if that's if the fiber content has that on it, go to the dry cleaner. That's what I meant. You can bring things to the dry cleaner even if it's machine washable also. And the dry cleaner isn't going to freak out about pillows. Pillows are, like, not... Well, if they're finding fossilized string cheese in clothing, then yes, there is virtually nothing I can think of I would throw at them Yeah, that would freak them yeah. out. Um, I mean, like, I've had, I've had people bring leather harnesses to the dry cleaner. So, Still I mean, better than the, than the string cheese. Better than the string cheese, but not nearly as weird as a pillow. I don't know, but or, there's something about... pillow isn't... But at least a leather harness is something you wear, and you're like, okay, I can understand. Like, pillow is just like, well, why would you Would you, you just walk not... into your local dry cleaner with your sex harness? How many minutes in are we, <laughs> and this is already... I know, and I tried to keep it tea. I was like, oh, this will be good, because it's the whole... We made it <laughs> about 12 minutes, I think, before this... You should have went... been here the last episode. Oh, I saw the description. <laughs> The bed making month goes a little bit completely left because it's the bed making month. Well, I can't of course, help it. it's, it's the bed. Um. Anyway, once you have the fabric info, then you're gonna know how to handle the washing of the fabric because you're gonna know its needs. So the thing is, is that basically, like polyester, cotton, linen. So if you have pillows that are velvet, it's it's guaranteed that it's synthetic velvet. Um, those are all totally machine washable. Use cold water. Use the delicate cycle so that you're not exposing the pillow to as, to as much agitation as the heavy-duty cycle does. Even though they're big, bulky items, stick with delicate. The way that the, de- the cycles work um, is that the, it's a speed thing. So delicate is just the slowest cycle, so the least amount of agitation. Um, the, the one time in which you may want to opt to hand wash a decorative pillow is if it has a lot of embellishments on it, like sequins or a lot of decorative buttons or even things like fringe or um, tassels on it. Because, again, the agitation of the machine can cause damage. And so you may want to opt to hand wash it. But generally speaking, yes, your pillows are totally washable, whether you do that by hand or in the machine. So if it looks like something that came off your parents' couch from 20 years ago, you should probably hand wash it. Yeah. It's covered in tassels and lace and yeah. frilly things that frilly fall things. off of it. Right, frilly things. Like, the more delicate it is, the, the more you'll want to opt for the hand-washing thing. Um, now, either if you do um, if you do machine wash or hand wash, you can still machine dry. You just want to opt for a lower medium heat. 
don't don't high heat which means you're probably going to have to run it and you might even have to run it on two drying cycles because it may take a while to dry um but there you go very easy so that is kind of like step number one when you're thinking about deep cleaning the living room for spring cleaning time is to take care of all those things that you don't wash regularly so your throw pillows for sure and then i want to say it again don't forget to wash your blankies your couch blankie is disgusting it's it's very gross it's very gross I, I haven't even seen your couch blankie, you guys, and I know your couch blankie is gross. You don't you don't need to see ours because it is covered in dog hair. Well, I know. I mean, and the dog I know your dog. But your dog is but your but but your but your dog is perfect in every other way, and so we forgive it. Spoken as someone who has never cleaned up after the dog. No, I haven't. The dog the dog sat in my lap. Oh yeah, so you so the, the pair lapped. of pants you're wearing or you were wearing <laughs> at that time are now permanently covered in its hair, and mm-hmm. nothing will ever get it out. Mm-hmm. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. But he's such an attractive dog. He's very pretty, but I feel bad like I'm the <laughs> like I'm patient zero in a contagion movie anywhere I go because I look down like I'm on the subway, I look down at myself, and invariably there is just hair. You don't have any hair oh no, there's one. Yeah, you Wait, can see um, them. You guys, I'm I'm picking hair off of John right now. It took all of it took all of two seconds for you to find <laughs> hair. So everywhere I go, I am now like it's like hair Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> Alright. Well here, let's um Let's do this next question. I think it's going to make you feel better about things. It's from Aaron. Okay, Aaron. Because I get to tell you a, a secret. But I think you're going to. I okay. think you're going to be jazzed about the secret, John. Right. Aaron asks Jolie with that four exclamation. <laughs> he is very excited to write in yes. Jolie. <laughs> I feel like I should yell that, but I don't want to blow out your microphones. <laughs> That's okay. Someone spilled a beer on my new couch last night. God, Always. What an. <sighs> it happens. It, it I've done it more times than I can humanly count. I, yeah. How do I get it out without leaving a stain or a smell? Oh, buddy. All right. <laughs> you are so. my only hope. <laughs> um, so I picked this, of all of the couch questions I have, I picked this one specifically for two reasons, so that I could say two things. The first is, John, I picked this specifically for you because I know that you're a big beer drinker. It, so I... it's, you knew that, you, <laughs> you saw this question, you're like, huh, this is one that appeals to a slob. No! you're not a slob but i know that you're a big beer drinker and i was like this is this is gonna make him feel part of the show Well, the joke's on you because i have spilled beer on my couch over and over and over again because um, i don't so... learn i balance i sit on my couch and i balance the beer against myself as opposed to putting it on the table or any oh. kind of thing and i bounce against myself thinking you know every time i do thinking this invariably table? spills but this time <laughs> i'm going to be still yeah and then invariably, I just, like, have to jolt up for something, and the beer just goes <laughs> everywhere. I solve this problem by not having a couch. My apartment's too small for a couch. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good so. idea. Um, okay, here's the other reason I picked it. Okay. I want to tell you a, a weird thing I observed. So I've been doing this job for seven years. Okay. And I started the job um, at a women's website called The Hairpin. Okay. And then after two years at the hairpin, I moved from the hairpin over to Jezebel and Deadspin. And I switched off. Um, I wrote the column every week, but every other week for each site. Okay. And I loved that setup because it meant that I was writing for both a male and a female audience. And I felt like that was a really important statement to make about the nature of my work and that, you know, men clean and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Um, I thought for sure that there were going to actually turn out to be like vast differences in the questions that men and women asked of me. And that was not true. 
Hmm. Um, it what was true, and this was a surprise, and it was a very, very like disappointing surprise, is that actually the difference is not in the questions that they ask, but in the way that they ask that women lead by apologizing um, or making um, or, or insulting themselves, saying, I should know this or I'm sorry, I'm so gross. Like it always led with with some kind of like apology. And men, the men um, tended to open their questions by stating their credentials proudly for me. Uh, <laughs> this is all very, very, very on point yeah. for, for both sides. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, the confidence gap is real. And um, and I've experienced that. And that, that actually really hasn't changed. And so I, I um, started over at Jezebel and Deadspin five years ago. So in five years, like, that confidence gap is still there. I still see it all the time. Um, now there are some obvious differences. Um, women ask about bras and men tend not to. Um, however, my question, the volume of questions that I got about couches immediately like quadrupled when I started writing about cleaning for men, because it turns out that men love their couches and they want to ask me about cleaning their couches all the time. Um, so I picked this question because it was from a guy, and I was like, "I'll be able to, I'll be able to tell this." Um, men be couch shopping. Men, men, men just love their couches, I guess. Um, who knew? Um, okay, that leads into this thing that I think you're really gonna like. Okay. Couches. Okay. Have a secret. Okay. They have a secret code. Do you know about this? Is it, is it like when you say like a pin number? <laughs> Like, is there a keypad I need to just be punching 69 into over and over again? Oh, oh my God. Wait, John, I have the best news about oh my... your residency. So oh, I thought you were going to say about the number 69. I thought it was going to be like a Pee Wee's Playhouse, like secret number. Like... It is about the number 69, though. Okay. So the, there, the, there are 69 jokes on this podcast all the time because I'm a child. And we have a lot of patrons who give, um, like, they change the, like, automated levels of giving so that they either give me like two dollars and 69 cents or three dollars and 69 cents a lot of them give six dollars and 90 cents our generation Uh, is so fucked up (laughs) i love it it makes me so it's so juvenile and i love it um and it turns out that the last bonus episode that you're gonna do with me as the co-host in residency is bonus episode number 69 this is the nicest bonus episode. Now there is so much pressure on me. <laughs> I, don't, I, I say pressure, but I'm not even sure what I would like do in response aside from be there and just be like just shaking at the amount of like. We're just going to I mean, it's just going to be an entire bonus episode of us saying nice, I guess. Or just like <laughs> we'll or just playing something good. playing Rob Gronkowski clips. We could do that. I do love Gronk. I do. Love There's Gronk. the mass hole. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of ma- you'll, you'll, there's a lot of masks that'll come out. Oh, I, you know what I forgot to tell you actually. What's that? Oh, it's gonna be fascinating to our listeners. But I meant <laughs> <laughs> I meant to text you that um, there's a um, a Dunkin' Donuts and a Seven Eleven like around the corner from the studio. So if you ever need your fix, if I need if you need your big gulp fix or your dunks fix. Well, I don't. The thing is, I don't drink I know, coffee. I know. So I know. for me, it's me just the my, Munchkins. Just Did you see just how Bunkin loves Munchkins? No. <laughs> There's an That's interview. Like a- she did an interview with the Wall Street Journal and said that she loves Munchkins because Tom Brady brings them home sometimes. I'm I, surprised I guess. that's allowed in the house. I know, but she loves them. That's her thing now. That's like a tongue twister. 
It's it's some of the greatest <laughs> like unintentional advertising for donkeys that's ever existed. That is pretty good. All and by the way, all Dunkin' Donuts should change their name legally to Donkeys. Yes, they should. They should. They I should. agree with you. Uh, let's get back to this couch code. All right. Um, there's a secret of couches. There's a code. It's the cleaning code. You find the code on the tag. Now, the tag on pillows, everybody tears off. I know this. But the couch tag, hopefully you guys don't know where it is to tear it off. <laughs> if you're out. So now you're going to tell them where it is so that they tear it off. Don't tear it off because you need this information. This is actually like, pretty critical. Um, there are four different codes that you could have. And if you are in the market for a new couch, I really want to implore you to get either the W or SW code. If you see the code S or X, please just avoid those couches. If you've already got one, you've already got one. Um, But if you're in the market for a new couch, please W or SW. Now I'm going to explain what they are. I was going to say, what what is this magic? Now everyone just has to guess. This is like hobo code. (laughs) It is hobo code. SW means beans. But it's like whatever the opposite of hobo, because I'm like the opposite of a hobo. I'm very clean. Um, there could be clean hobos. Are saw, there clean hobos? I saw a homeless man washing himself in the bathroom at the Barnes & Noble in Union well, Square the other day. Good for him. So he's, at least for those five minutes, was clean. <laughs> okay, here's here's what the code is. W okay. means that you can clean the upholstery with a water-based cleaner. S Okay. means you can clean the upholstery with a solvent-based cleaner. SW, can you guess what SW means? Star Wars. <laughs> oh, John, no! It's, that, no! that is not inaccurate. <laughs> I mean, you're going to pick on me about Star Wars, aren't you? That's going to be that. This, this Wait, when you say about. pick on, is it as in, like, are you not a Star Wars person? John, do you not remember we had a whole conversation about how I've never seen Star Wars? I can Wars? barely remember what I had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> it's on a recording. That's why I remember it. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no. We I talked about it on the yes. bonus episode that you did with Lindsay. Yes, that's right. Okay. So, no, SW does not stand for stars, John. It does if you look at it a certain way. Okay. If you look at it a certain <laughs> way. Why did you admit that? Why would you why would you give me any inch of like ex- Because like... I love to I love telling men that I've never seen Star Wars because I love watching them clench up and get so angry. It's funny. To I know me. we've had this conversation, but there is nothing to be angry about about that. It's funny. To me. You don't have to watch Star Wars. It's fine. Look, look, look who, look who's out. Speaking of Star Wars, Fisher's here. We're looking at Fisher's butthole currently. <laughs> this is so far from a family program. It's oh my god, this is not a family program at all. Here's the thing: if if you need like family friendly cleaning advice, that exists. Yeah, it's called hints for Halloween. Right. Exactly. The thing about ask a clean person is like this is. Hints from Heloise. This is... I don't know what hints for Heloise would be hints like. Hints from Heloise. Yeah. Hints, yeah. hints for Heloise would be like her like really snotty like, neighbor who's or, like really passive aggressively telling her about like... I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. Heloise's life is. Is Heloise still alive? No. Her daughter writes Heloise. Okay. Is her daughter also named Heloise? Um, it's not her real name, but she she uses Heloise. She's actually, okay. really, she's actually like really, really badass. She lives in Hawaii and she like rides motorcycles. That's awesome. She's very, she's a very cool lady. Why um, is that not my life? I don't, we, we, maybe it will be if you. If do, anyone out there wants to well give me a job show, where I can move to Hawaii and ride motorcycles and write an advice column, well, I mean, you can reach me at John Taylor, <laughs> sixty nine <laughs> West Sixty Nine Street. If anyone's getting that job, it's going to be me. I already write the advice column. Oh, I got to give advice, John. Okay, what does SW, SW stand for? SW stands for solvents or water based. You can use either. Okay, that's the ideal one. You want the SW. You want the Star Wars. 
couch. You want the Star Wars couch. Yes. See how the gift I just gave you? Um, if you have an Xcode couch, throw it away and get a new one. <laughs> just take your couch, <laughs> push it out the window. Maybe light Burn it on it. fire. Yes. Don't leave it in your home. It's evil. <laughs> there is no hope. Okay, why why should I not have an Xcode couch if that's what I have? Uh, it's professional cleaning only. Ooh. Yeah. That so is you problematic. Have, yeah, it's very problematic. Um, okay. Most of you, however, will have either a W or SW. Those are going to be the most the most common ones. Um, when we say water-based, we basically mean water-based, pro- water-based products like Resolve Carpet and Upholstery Cleaner, um, you can use your, your like stain treatments for laundry. Um, so if you get, you know, a chocolate stain shout spray is really great for chocolate stains. And if you get a chocolate stain on your couch, you can use the shout to take that out. If you get a protein stain on your couch, like your drool or your sexual fluids or sweat, like, I don't know if you're really gonna have sweat stains. You were I, and I'm speaking as one of the sweatiest human beings alive, where if I go outside and the temperature's above 75, my shirt immediately goes to a darker color. <laughs> Even I can't sweat stain a couch. You yeah. really, really have you to have try. You have to work at it. You yeah. have to work at that. Um, but just in, in in this hypothetical world in which we are. So if you get one of those protein stains, you could use your Zout. You could use your crud cutter. Um, crud cutter? Oh, yes, John. Oh, crud cutter. I'm excited that you just That's lit sound- up at that. Crud cutter Evocative in all the wrong... Like- Slash right it ways. sounds like the kind of insult a really uncreative like twelve year old would come up with. <laughs> no, it's it, crazy. it sounds like you took it out of Stand by Me. It it really does. And here's the best part: it's spelled with a K. Both crud and cutter are spelled with a K. Did they really feel they needed to stand out that much? Was there already crud cutter with a C out there? And they're like, no, 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 this will not stand. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I could get in touch with the Rustoleum Corporation and ask them. Oh, it's Rustoleum. It product. is Rustoleum. Okay. Yeah. Oh, here's another thing you can help me with because I'm I'm on this big crud cutter jag right now. I'm really obsessed with crud cutter. As one. So does. the one the one that you guys want for the protein stains is the crud cutter sports stain formula, and the reason that that's the the one. Um, that you want for protein stains is that that's the one with all the enzymes in it because it's designed for blood. It's designed for grass stains. Grass stains are a protein stain um, and sweat, which is also a protein stain. Um, But there's also another formula that's specific for red clay stains. And I have I have and and someone on this show was like, is that a big problem? And I was like, it's a big problem if you play in the French Open. I, I said, yes, it's a big problem if you're a baseball player in Georgia. Or that. Yes. And so now I've put a call out for okay, well, baseball players in Georgia. If Byron Buxton is listening to this podcast. Because <laughs> my guest was like, is, like shamed me. was like, well, are, the, are a lot of those listening to the show? Is that your target demo? I'm like, I don't know. It could be. Okay, well, here's the thing. When the Braves are in town. And I was like, when John is here. I will, I will talk to the Braves and ask them, have you ever heard of this podcast? And they will be, please stop talking to me. <laughs> I would like to get ready for my game. And you're, I'm like, you know what? That's where well, you don't have to ask them if they know the podcast. You can ask them if they have a problem with red clay stains. That's they're going to think get that's them. some bizarre sexual euphemism. Even better, we'll talk L- about less, it on bonus less, episode sixty nine. Less better, less good, but not as good. More gooder, more gooder. Okay, more but, gooder. but here's the thing: because our our friend, who what was it? Aaron? Aaron, yes, Aaron. I got your name right. <laughs> if you're listening, which you, I don't know if you are, he asked specifically his dude bro question about beer. Right. What happens when he accidentally spills? Beer. Beer. I'm gonna. I'm gonna answer okay. the question. Okay. Well, that's the thing. Well, first I have to tell you about the code, because the first thing you have to do is you have to go look at the code, because you can't know 
what to you what is safe to use on the material of the couch unless you know what the code is. So once you have your code and once you've thrown out your X couch and then you've thrown out your X couch, um, then you're going to make some choices. So um, if you have the WSW, you can use an upholstery cleaner. Resolve is probably going to be like your best bet for this. The other thing that you can use on it that's really, really good. And I and I would really encourage you guys to think about getting one of these machines if you frequently spill and you have a WSW code couch that is expensive enough that you don't want to like replace it in two years. You can use an upholstery cleaning machine like the Rug Doctor or the Little Green Machine. One of those little portable ones are great. Um, if you have the S-Code couch, you need to get solvents. Um, a lot of times solvents basically come in like, you're going to like this for your like conspiracy theory thing. Okay. They basically come in like these kind of like unbranded, unmarked cans you get them at the hardware store. And it'll literally just say, like, solvent. How, like, how is that legal? I, yeah, I, I know. It's, cra- it's crazy. You it's, know that's 100% the stuff they put in planes to create chemtrails. It's, yes, it's completely crazy. It's a totally crazy thing. I can give you one brand name. Um, there's a brand called Blue Curl. You can get that on Amazon. Um, that, that, will, that will do you just fine. But, like, if you go into the hardware store or, like, the Home Depot or the Lowe's or anything like that, just ask and be like, I need upholstery cleaning solvents. And they'll be like, oh, you need aisle whatever. Oh, you want aisle 244 <laughs> and you want the big can that just says solvent. It literally is. It's the weirdest. It's and the that's weirdest, all weirdest it says. It's so weird. I would be creeped out to have a can that just said, I don't know what about that is just so upsetting. Just the fact that it's a can that just says solvent. It's strange. I'm not going to lie. It is a very strange thing. And it's like also one of the reasons that I said before I told you about the couch code thing that like if you're in the market for a new couch don't buy an s code because then you're gonna have to have the creepy can so now you've heard if you have an x code couch throw it out if you have an s code couch throw it out if you have an sw star wars couch <laughs> you're golden keep, keep you yeah. know throw out all your couches and replace them with a giant <laughs> nest of pillows because you can machine wash pillows there you go it's so much simpler look at how much value you're adding to the show already my my <laughs> value above replacement co-host is to bring in some baseball i love it <clears throat> i'm also dying you guys <clears throat> I still have the remnants of this cold. <clears throat> Sorry. You sounded oh like God. a real, like, like mass hole, like, It's getting worse. Wife. I know. I sound like a smoker from South. Yeah, like, you get some Marlboro there, Reds just, like, coming up through there. It. I know. It's disgusting. Um, okay. Here's the thing about the solvents. When you use them, you want to use them very, very sparingly. They actually work. They're kind of, like, detergent. And, like, you know how I'm always screaming at you guys, literally not over detergent. Solvents actually work better when you use them sparingly. Um, the other thing that's important to know about using them is that you want to work in a well-ventilated area. So Unless you um, want to get super high. That's right. Um, okay, some other deep cleaning the couch things that I want to talk to you about. This is separate of the stain stuff. Like That's the stuff you need to know about getting the stains out of your couch. But for sort of like once or twice a year deep cleaning furniture, you want to vacuum your couch. Yeah, just vacuum it. Just I put your my couch all the time. Put your upholstery attachment on, go to town. And yeah, John does this all the time because he's got a, a white fluffy dog. Yes. Um, one other product to mention, you don't have to run out and buy one, but they're but they are really cool. Um, is Dyson makes a mattress vacuum that also can be used on upholstered furniture, and like it sucks so much stuff out of mattresses and upholstered furniture, and it's really cool. So I'm just mentioning that it's a it's that's a handheld model. 
Um, I wasn't. It's not just vacuuming the couch from either. I lint brush my couch at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, Fisher's a yeah. Fisher's a special animal. He's very special. Yeah. Um. Okay. One other thing, while we're talking about vacuuming, I have I have a little um wash what happens challenge. I call them challenges because this is how I this is how I See, wrote this, people. This in. is where you need a soundboard person to start playing special music when you say challenge. Like you I need really to you do. need to play the Price is Right music and then have someone ready two weeks later when you get sued. No, I don't want to get sued by the Price is Right. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be bankrupted by Plinko. Um, okay, so here's my little challenge, um, and I'm gonna have other ones in the other episodes. But you guys know how I love the gross photos. And so I have an idea for a gross photo thing that actually came out of Lamob, my bed making challenge in March, which was that one of my Twitter followers pulled the bed out from the wall and found like a field of dust bunnies back there and was like, whoops, I guess we should maybe think about vacuuming under the bed from time to time. Um, And so I, my like, you know, crazy little brain was like, ping, 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 ping. I for wash what happens in the first episode I'm going to ask people to pull their furniture out from the wall, take a photo of the field of dust bunnies that are living back there, and then vacuum them all up. I will say that about um, three three weeks, maybe a month or so ago, maybe even more than that, Lindsay and I had to pull the couch away from the wall to put some stuff up, uh, to put some art up behind it. Uh-huh. The dust situation back there was... It's crazy, right? It was upsetting. Mildly yeah. upsetting. It's crazy. And you guys, when this episode drops, I'm going to... I know I already put the photo on Twitter of um, the day that I cleaned behind my oven. But the day that I did that, I also pulled the refrigerator out from the wall and I found a crazy huge hair clump. And it was very exciting. So I will I will post that photo um, so that you guys can see my clumps. But I want to see your clumps. You know, I love clumps. I'm very I want excited. to see your clumps. <laughs> your lovely, filthy clumps. Um, all right, you guys. So this is a good time for us to take a quick break. John and I will be right back with more about spring cleaning in the living room. This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr, and I'm joined by co-host and residency, John Taylor. Bonjour. We've been talking about spring cleaning and all kinds of other weird stuff. Well, that's how it's in the nature of the show. We go all over the place. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, I, l- I left off talking about the, the Watch What Happens Challenge, which is that I want you guys to start pulling furniture away from the wall. I want you to take photos of the dust bunnies living back there. Um, I want you to tweet the photos at me because I really love them. And I, and I, this is like, this is a way to make, I know it sounds hokey, but it does work. It's a way to make cleaning fun because you get like the reward of being like, Ooh, Ooh, I get to take a photo for Jolie. 
Um, it's the same. It's the it's same. Just, it's just about indulging your fetish, number one. Yeah, totally. Is. It's. I mean, it's. It's just. This is me just like finding new ways of spinning the the wash water Wednesday into other kind of similar things. Wait. So before we before we go for that, because I want to know because based on your your love of photos of gross things. Yeah. So St. Patrick's Day, which was now what two weeks ago from the uh-huh. time we're taping this. Yeah. Which is far and away in New York the single grossest day of the entire year when it comes to, well, just things on the sidewalk. I have a sad story about that. Because I was going to say, I, because on St. Patrick's Day, which was a Saturday because there is no God, uh-huh. um, I was taking Fisher for his afternoon walk and I live oh, on the west side of Manhattan. Oh, you live in a hellscape. I live in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Hellscape, Hell's yeah. Kitchen. That works perfectly. Yeah. Which is a boozy monstrosity on, on mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And I recall thinking to myself as taking the dog out, I am going to have to steer him away from so many puke piles. Yes. Because he is an idiot who tries to eat everything on the ground. Well, yeah. But I was happy to find that when we walked and I walked him, there actually weren't that many puke piles. But I was thinking to myself as I'm walking. <laughs> Were you thinking of me? I was like, wow, if I see one of these, <laughs> I have to take a picture and send it to Jolie because she actually wants to see people's bile. <laughs> Someone, t- I woke up this morning and someone had tweeted me a photo of a full catheter bag on the streets of Philadelphia. I was so excited. And I retweeted. I was like, you guys, I know I promised that I, would- <laughs> I wouldn't share the puke pile photos, but I didn't say anything about full catheter bag photos. How do you have followers again? <laughs> People love me. Um, but you, so you said how you had a sad St. Patrick's Day story. I do. I do. So I've had this this cold for two weeks and I had plans to like full on bro down for St. Patrick's Day this year. I was so excited. Um, I was going to go out with a girlfriend. I was going to get wicked wasted. I was going to do, I was going to wear the bobbly green glittery shamrock headlock. You were going to find that inner Southie. Yeah. I was just going to go, I was going to go full Boston. You were going to go Dorchester as hell. (laughs) It totally was. I was so excited about it. Um, Cause I love St. Patrick's Day. Cause I am, I mean, you know, I am a Boston bro in my heart. Like, um, but I got, you know, I've had this terrible cold and I had to like admit that I was legit way, way, way too sick to even go out. So um, I celebrated St. Patrick's Day by drinking a shamrock shake spiked with whiskey in bed and sniffling, um, which a shamrock shake spiked with whiskey is delicious. It's the only reason they exist. Yeah. Um, and then the next day um, I was like, well, I was telling myself like, I was like, well, at least I'll like get so much sleep today that I'll be up early. I hadn't, I hadn't, I couldn't go to the gym for like five days, which for me is insane. Um, and I was like, I'll be feeling well enough that I'll, that I'll go to the gym and I can go early and I'll get to see all the puke piles. And like, at least I'll still have that. Oh no, I was too sick for that. And so by the time, and actually then I started doing that deep clean of the kitchen, which resulted in the photo of the clump behind my fridge. So at least you got a gross photo in the end. Right. So, but by the time I did finally leave the house, um, either it was that there were not puke piles or they had already been cleaned up, but I didn't see a single one. I had a heartbreaking St. Patrick's Day. You are the only person I can think of who would go outside the day after St. Patrick's Day, look at the street, not see puke everyone go, damn. I know. It was really sad for me. It was really sad for me. Meanwhile, I'm here steering my dog away from someone's half-digested McRib. <laughs> um, what's the difference between a half-digested and non-digested well now you're never going to get that mcdonald's okay. sponsorship yeah. <laughs> all right did you know do... they use solvent to make their chicken nuggets 
that is probably why they taste so chemically. Um, all right. We've got a question from Dan. Dan. This is a really nice question. All right, Dan, who I'm assuming his Christian name is Daniel. Could be Danforth. Could be Danforth. Why would it be Danforth? Okay, never I, mind. I don't know, but maybe he's from a, a Tony Boston suburb. And his name Dan. Why did why does it keep going down the mass hole path here? Because like, that's that's the way my brain works. Beacon you Hill started it. I grew up in Beacon Hill. <laughs> See that <laughs> Dan ass. Ever since my girlfriend discovered she had a pretty serious dust allergy, I've been oh, I think he said I have been, but I like actually like that it comes out as I've been. I've been trying to step up the regular cleaning schedule. This has left me with an odd question. No, oh, there's no such thing here. <laughs> no, there really isn't. How do you dust? This seems silly, and I feel like I should have learned long ago. I just want to note the confidence gap you addressed. Here is a man oh, admitting, I feel silly for asking this question. Yes. So thank you, Dan, for... Yes. For being an uh, outlier. Yes, thank you. Thank you for, yeah. for being a data point somewhere off to the le- left or right. <laughs> I feel like I should learn a long time ago, but it's been bugging me because I'm not entirely sure I'm doing it right. Is there an easy way to get into all of the nooks and crannies and appliances and light fixtures? Wood surfaces versus glass versus whatever plastic our cheap coffee table is made out of. What about the tops of books on bookshelves? It seems like a wet paper towel would be really bad for those. Yep. Yeah, it would be. Yep. I, I even I know that. <laughs> but how else do I pick up all the dust that collects there? Thanks. Damn. All right. I got some help. Um, so we, you know, again, for this episode, I kind of wanted to focus on deep cleaning the living room. So we, we talked about, you know, the cleaning the upholstered furniture, moving the furniture away from the walls and, and vacuuming back there. Um, that's also a good time when you're back there to dust the baseboards, um, which is part of what I'm going to talk about is sort of this, like this overall unified theory of dusting, which I mention that, that specific construct because Stephen Hawking was working on this before he died. <laughs> I'm continuing on with his important life work. Um, there is, um, a column an ask a clean person column called the unified theory of dusting. Um, that is out there. So if you want to go back and find like the the written coursework um, as a supplement, <laughs> this is cleaning two hundred one. <laughs> um, that that exists out in the world. You're like the college professors I had who would. Well, I can speak to some specific professors because I think he was around probably when you were around there. Okay. Too. Kenneth Jackson. Yes. Who teaches Columbia's history of New York class? Yes. I did not take that class when I was there. I sat in a class and then learned that there was going to be a bike trip around New York. And since I do not know how to ride a bicycle, that you don't know how to ride a bike. I do not know how to ride a bicycle. Wow. Yeah. I I tried learning when I was a kid, fell off too many times, and was like, you know what? I don't need this. Wow. Good for you. I support that choice. So, but anyway, but I but I did get a look at the syllabus. I have to admit that's actually the reason I didn't take that class because I I I would have loved the class. But I was like, I don't like riding bike. I know how to ride a bike, but I don't like riding bikes. And I am very opposed to riding bikes like around New York City. Especially because when I, I believe I asked about it, and they were like, no, 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 it's part of the it's grade. Required. You have to you do have it. And to it's do like, it. yeah. okay, well, the hell with you. Yeah. But I do remember the syllabus for that class because Kenneth Jackson is like the foremost expert on the history of New York. Mm-hmm. A solid quarter to a third of the syllabus was books he had written. Yes. So his, like, the majority of his syllabus was Jackson, Kenneth. Uh-huh. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, I'm just putting dollars in this guy's pocket when he could just theoretically... Tell me what's in the book. So this is the same deal where you are now bilking your subscribers out of even more money by having them buy your books. Well, no, because 
It's not in my. It's not. In, I didn't. I didn't show my book. I, not I, show, yet. I, I was showing an old column. For, okay, well then you're doing it wrong. For, you should. You should. Put I it know. Into I book am form. doing it wrong for for a place that I don't even write anymore. So I'm just put being it on, into book form. I'm just being honest. Um, I know I do need to write another book at some point. Uh, that's a whole other conversation for another day. Let's talk about dusting. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk to you first about the things you use to dust. I'm going to give you guys some options. Swiffer. Uh, I just did that to make you mad. I'm sorry. I know you did. The Stop it with the nightmare coming true. You guys, in the bonus episode, I'm going to tell you the details of what happened in the dream. I'm not talking about it on the main episode, but don't be nice to Jolie. I also will have you know that Swiffer is on my list of notes. I see. See? see. All right. First and foremost, here's a thing I want you guys to know exists in this world. There is something called a dusting cloth. Dusting cloths are great. They are reusable. You throw them in the laundry after you've used them. They're treated with... God only knows what. Solvents. Solvents that you buy unmarked at the hardware store. Do, the, do those From a guy named Sully. All the solvent cans, all like solvent is all caps, right? It's like in like this block so, yeah. white I mean, lettering. They, just, they look, it's like a very like. The, Sol- the I just can, I just like the, the idea cans, of a can that it says solvent and literally nothing else. The cans are very evocative of the 70s for me. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, okay. So dusting cloths are great. The brand you want to... I mean, there are a lot of brands out there, but, like, the big brand to look out for is a brand called Guardsman. Guardsman is great. I have Guardsman dusting cloth. That's what I use. I think it's wonderful. Love, love, love. You don't need to use it in concert with any kind of dusting spray like Pledge or Endust or any one of those. And, in fact, I actually would kind of like to get you guys away from the dusting sprays. I know some people are really, really devoted to them. And if you love them, keep them. I'm not here to take your dusting sprays away from you. Um, The Second Amendment protects us (laughs) from you doing that. This really is starting to sound like InfoWars. I'm kind of... This wasn't the plan. It just... It's just a natural evolution of Ask a Clean Person on the podcast. Um, okay, so that's dusting cloths. Um, there are also disposable dusting cloths. If you would like something that you can just, like, use and toss, that's that's okay. That's a personal choice we're all allowed to make for ourselves. I would really like it if you would opt for the Clorox brand disposable dusting cloths, but Swiffers are an option. That's as much as I'm going to say about that. It was painful for me. Wow. Um, but also, I listen, I want to acknowledge that especially with the, the dusters, people really, really, really love the Swiffer stuff. And that's not actually so much what I'm opposed to. I'm opposed to the traditional standard Swiffer. You're talking it's, about the, the, the broom yes. mop thing. Yes. No, because what I have, what I use to dust the furniture we have, we don't have that much furniture that needs dusting. dusting. But there is a like we have co- a coffee table and a couple bookshelves and whatnot. So I have that Swiffer thing where it's like a little wand yeah. where you slide the the duster onto it and then you just wave it around and it magically makes dust go away. Right, and then you throw away the head, right? And then I throw and, away yeah. the head. Okay. Yes. So the the thing is, is like it's great that that works, but it, but it's wasteful. <laughs> um, and there there are other better options. Um, and maybe if you don't antagonize me for a whole month, I'll reward you with your very own. Uh, feather duster. Oh, like I'm one of those like fancy British nannies. Yes. I'd just be feather going dusters. Around. Yeah, exactly. And they're fun. They're really fun because they're feather dusters. Well, because then you get to pretend you're a chambermaid. That, see, which yeah, is something that would not have been fun in the 18th century, <laughs> but now because of the lives we the lives we all have, we can be like, ooh, it's a fun idea right. where I can pretend to be a chambermaid. Exactly. I don't know why I'm talking like that, but there's. <laughs> There's a, I don't there's... know, but I hope you talk like that when you're using the feather duster. All the time. Yes. There's a there's a wonderful <laughs> Onion article about, you know, 20th century woman enjoys doing tasks that, ate, that like destroyed 18th century woman's life. Yes. Like, 
is basically what we're mm-hmm. going for here. That's exactly it. So feather dusters are great. Um, if you have a feather allergy, you can definitely buy a synthetic feather duster. They, those are out there. There's actually a website called featherdusterdepot.com that has every kind of feather duster you could ever hope to imagine and many, many, many that you could never hope to imagine. Um, so check that out. It's kind of neat. Um, feather dusters are great for especially for shelves with lots of books or knickknacks because you don't have to take everything off you can um i mean eventually you're going to have to take everything off and deep clean and i'm going to talk about that in a second um but they're great and that's actually that is what i use in my in my house for my bookshelf um the other thing to mention that's really really great for dusting is microfiber um there's a company called casabella that makes great microfiber products that i really love um all kinds of different dusting cloths and specialty tools and you know, again, it's kind of like Feather Duster Depot. It's got things that you just couldn't imagine, and it's great. So check that out. Okay. Now, I do want to say that all of, all of that stuff, um, you know, especially the disposable stuff and the Feather Duster, um, are great for your your regular dusting, your, your day-to-day or week-to-week or month-to-month, if I'm being completely realistic about how most of you are living. Um, those are fine. But at least once a year or so, you're probably going to need to do a deep cleaning of things like uh, bookshelves. And um, when you are ready to do that, I want you to do it in this order. And I and I know you're going to try to cut corners. And I and I don't want you to cut corners because it's the American gonna, way. It's going to end up taking you more time if you cut the corners than it would if you just do it the right way from the jump. And so here's what the right way from the jump is. Remove everything. Take everything off the shelves. You probably want to get drunk first because you're going to need to work yourself up psychologically to taking everything off a bookcase. Possibly. You can definitely drink through this. Um, which is going to lead me into a few other things about this this process. Okay. Um, okay. So you're going to take everything off. You are going to dry dust the books. So... Um, Dan asked about, like, how do you dust a book? Basically, a dusting cloth. You're just going to wipe it off. Um, A paper towel isn't, a dry paper towel isn't really going to do what you want it to do. Um, A dusting cloth or a dry microfiber cloth is what you want. That is going to do what you need it to do. Um, For knickknacks, if you have knickknacks like figurines or signed baseballs. Sure, memorabilia. 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 you can either use um, a dry, like, microfiber rag for dusting or a slightly damp one. Um, so, obviously, just use your good judgment. If it's a, you know, if it's a bobblehead, a slightly damp rag is fine. If it's a signed baseball, you might not want to use something damp because you might be afraid that the ink would run. Um, and so that that's, that's the sort of, like, dusting the stuff on the shelves. Um, then once the shelves are clean, so you guys, furniture gets really dirty. It gets way, way dirtier than you think it does. Um, when you start cleaning the furniture, it's really important for you to work from the top down. Do you know why? Because. Gravity? I was going to say God's law. <laughs> yeah, because gravity. Okay. Um, it's, that's, that's sort of like a trick question because the answer is so obvious that people are like, what? Um, I was going to say, I thought you were going to drop some like super hardcore <laughs> cleaning knowledge on me. It's no. like dust floats upside down. <laughs> no, literally just gravity. So if you, um, if you clean the bottom shelf first and then you work your way up, all the dust that's coming off the top shelf is going to end up on the bottom shelf again and then you're going to have to reclean. So work from the top down. Dry dust first. So you want to get off like that, that first layer. And then if you need it, you can wet clean by wet clean i mean 
damp clean, really. Using, um, you know, a little bit of an all-purpose cleaner, um, even just a damp sponge or a rag, paper towels, all of that stuff. The reason that you want to dry dust first is because if you immediately apply any kind of liquid to a heavily dusty surface, you're going to end up with mud. Yeah. That's just science. Right. Um, when you're done with the whole dusting, you're probably going to have to vacuum the floor around the area where you dusted. So don't forget that part, too. Um, okay. That leads me into this this last sort of general piece of advice. And, and we'll reiterate this a bunch um, as we go through all of this spring cleaning stuff. But, um, you know, I already told you guys, furniture gets really dirty. It gets much more dirty than you think. But all of this stuff, especially when you talk about the deep cleaning, is a dirty job. Um, most of this stuff, especially like the living room stuff, it's not hard it's not challenging in terms of its complexity, but it's hard work in that it's quite dirty. And so you should plan for that um, and you should dress for the job. You should wear work Nothing clothes. at all. <laughs> yes, you should clean in the nude. Um, I've, as- I've assembled IKEA, Ikea furniture in the nude. That seems dangerous. It's a freeing experience. There's a term for that. It's called like... Depression? No, it's called like... I want to say sundowning, but that's the Alzheimer's term. It's something yeah, that, like that's that, when you though. Start losing your brain. <laughs> I'll go find the term and okay, I'll and okay. I'll tell you next week when you come back here. Um, so yeah, dress for it. You know, wear your work clothes. Put on music. Put on music because otherwise you're gonna want to kill yourself. Crack open a beer. That's totally or fine. Six. Or or six of them. Just don't they spill come them. That- just don't spill them on your ex couch. <laughs> or my exactly. Well, you've already thrown it out the window. Um, this is also the best way to clean furniture: is simply get rid of it and yes, start all over. That's again. right. Um, and the and the and the big thing, and you know, again, like we'll, we'll talk about this as we as we go throughout this whole month, but um, especially when it comes to the deep cleaning stuff, don't cut corners. I know, I know, it's like our natural human instinct to try to cut that corner, but it really does just add more time and frustration to the process of cleaning so really like sit know what your task is sit down just fucking do it as i like to say jfdi on the show um so on that happy jfdi note that's gonna do it for this episode of ask a clean person the podcast john taylor yay welcome i wasn't sure if i was supposed to clap for myself you can clap for yourself it feels very (laughs) masturbatory (laughs) Um, you guys, I definitely want to hear from you about what you would like us to cover in this month of spring cleaning, deep cleaning content that you're going to get from us. Um, I also want to remind you that you should be moving your furniture away from the walls and taking photos of your dust bunnies to send to me. Uh, do I, do I sound desperate yet begging for these photos? Cause I, I feel like I might start to sound a little desperate. I, I, I don't really... think it's desperate. You need to worry about <laughs> I mean, I think the other the other stuff I've just accepted about myself is the thing. Is this podcast a therapy session, and I just haven't been told? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, well, we're in the bonus episode. We're really going to get therapeutical since I'm going to tell you about my weird dreams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if this turns into a, a, a damn like astrology podcast. <laughs> I already have to hear it enough from Lindsay about the seventh star being in the house of the moon or whatever. All I have to do is mention the phrase. You brought it up. All I have to do is mention the phrase Mercury in retrograde. Oh, we are in Mercury in retrograde right now. What does that even mean? (laughs) I'll explain it on the bonus episode. Speaking of the bonus episode, if you guys like what you heard today and you want to hear us talk about my weird dreams and astrology, apparently, 
please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash person and selecting one of the amazing rewards I'm offering to my listeners. I would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes, leave a rating, and tell your pals about this weird, weird, weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to you, our listeners, for joining us for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. As opposed to... <laughs> what? When you say Ask a Clean Person, the podcast, it implies that there are other media forms of this available beyond your written column. There, there's Ask a Clean Person, the column. Well, I was, well, I was hoping you were going to say there's like Ask a Clean Person, the radio serial, where you <laughs> have like people acting this out like vaudeville. <laughs> no, but let's do that. No. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.